They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't have a sonic weapon. Just a dumb robot. This is Hysteria 51. Do you always lie to your listeners? (laughs) Are you saying we have a sonic weapon? Damn right I am. I have been working on it for months. Dear Lord. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host, Brent Hand, and that other voice you're hearing is the helper bot turned alcoholic nightmare conspiracy bot. Thank you. Anyway, like I was saying, I have perfected my sonic cannon. Want me to fire it up? Guaranteed to send you running. (laughs) I know I'm going to regret this, but sure, fire away. Let's hear what you've made. You ask for it? Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational sonic cannon. I'm John Goforth. And John Goforth. And John Goforth. Dude, what the hell? I told you, it works like a charm. People run for the hills. Now, should I use my newfound power for good or for evil? You know, there's something fundamentally wrong with you, and I blame myself. Good. Well, luckily, I'm not beholden to just you and your sonic arsenal. I have someone here today who actually has had hands-on experience with sonic weapons. Jeff is a host also of podcasting, so it's not his, uh, we're not throwing him out on a limb here and telling him to, to dance like a monkey. He actually hosts Changing Hearts and Minds podcast on the Podbelly Network. And Changing Hearts and Minds, it's actually a military history show, and that's something that he is uniquely qualified to talk about because Jeff is retired Army Special Forces. He did six combat tours and also lived in Chicago, both of which are equally impressive. Well, actually, I think that living in Chicago might have been the most dangerous thing <laughs> I had ever done. It's so funny. People people look at Chicago and they're like, it's so crazy. Like, like uh, everyone's just shooting at one another and screaming and people are on fire at all times. I think right, right. The- if, you, if you listen to what they say, you'd think that Chicago is Detroit, but it's not. Uh, Detroit is still Detroit and Chicago is still not that bad. Yeah, you know, we're like 90 in the 25 top worst anymore, but it's still got that stigma. St. Louis is now number one. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> so a little tangent there. <laughs> what's going on what's up what's new what's happened tell us about changing hearts and minds tell us about Podbelly. tell us about everything oh yeah well, well Podbelly. Podbelly is a brand new uh podcast network just popped up a couple months ago and uh thank god it did because i uh as you know i had hosted changing hearts and minds podcast on the old uh change change your pov podcast network which is an all-military podcast network that i had gotten linked up with uh years ago and they offered me my own show to do military history uh that show actually or that network went not went under but that network you know slowed down lost a couple of hosts and then just stopped stopped functioning and so there was about six months that i was bouncing from podcast to podcast being in a you know a guest host and doing all this just other a, stuff a and drifter yeah, yeah kind of out in the podcast world <laughs> you know you know how it is you know you know when you can't when you can't put food on the table because the podcasting ain't what it used to be and uh <laughs> So then, uh, you know, the guys from, the guys from Podbelly Network who knew me, uh, I was good friends with them. They, they reached out to me and said, Hey, would you like to start your show back up again? And I had all the old episodes still that I still owned and, uh, got with a couple of the guys who were, you know, co-hosts with me on changing hearts and minds. And 
uh, we, we started it back up again. And so we're about three months into, into like our reboot over there in the Podbelly network. And, uh, man, I love it. I, I love talking 2. about 2.0. Yeah, man, I love talking about military history. Uh, as you guys know, I've been on the your guys' disclosure episode mm-hmm. because uh, when my time in, I worked out in Area Fifty One, and uh, so it's man, I just love I love everything that has to do with podcasting and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a great way for for us uh, for us nobodies to get out there and, and take part in the media. So <laughs> my as we're sitting here, our podcasting table is covered with stickers that I get from people, and my hand is sitting on a Changing Hearts and Minds sticker right now. It's hmm. like we're yes. connected. It's like we're it connected. Is. <laughs> Almost like we're connected through through watching movies on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so you got anything big coming up? Uh, uh, not not particular now. No, I just uh, I just keep going on. We got Christmas coming up and stuff. The holidays. Um, actually, there was a few years ago I did the uh, Band of Brothers companion piece where I actually had some of the actors and some of the people that were on the show, uh, plus a bunch of podcasters come on as co-hosts. And we went through each episode, kind of like a follow along episode yeah. where we went through it. Yeah. And uh, this year I am working on putting together a follow up season to that. And it's going to be on the Pacific, which was the HBO's second um, perennial yeah, World War II absolutely. thing. So I, yeah, I'm looking at doing that because I know that HBO will be coming out. They're coming out soon with a uh, another 10 part series it's going to be on the uh the airmen and the air crews of world war ii which the b-52 bombers who were Ugh, massively man. dangerous job and yes uh, i'm going to definitely probably jump on that too and also just offer a side piece to it and get maybe get dale die back on like i had the first time and and see if we can get get that one going because that that was a good time and people really seem to enjoy it. absolutely so. and it's just such a you know that's a time uh especially with that episode world war ii there are few and far between that are still alive and it's not something that we want to go away or let people forget about. I read right, some right. terrible thing recently. And, you know, take everything with a grain of salt that you read on, on online. But this was on a news source where people were complaining that teaching about wars like World War II is bad for younger people. I, I didn't, I couldn't even, I can't even wrap my head around that thought. I mean, the, the problem, the problem is with military history is a lot of the times it's not pleasant. I mean, no. I mean, as a, as a former soldier, I am completely aware of that. Uh, but if we completely ignore what Hitler and, and Mao Zedong and all those really upstanding, Amer- you know, citizens of the world had done, <laughs> then we're just going to have it happen again because, uh, you literally, th- that old statement that our history teachers in high school and college all told us, you know, those who, who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. Yep. yep. It may be the most accurate older person talking to younger person statement that's ever been made. Uh, so it's, it is important. And it's also, we don't want to forget the people that made the sacrifices that they Amen, did because right? those people really do lay down and, and put, put, a, put some damage into their bodies to, well, to be able to, exactly to protect right. the people they love. War, unfortunately at this moment in time is not going away. And the way that we wage wars though is changing from the time of world war two, the time you were in and now, and that's kind of what we're talking about this week. We're talking about, Something that's got so many names, depending on what you're looking up. Sonic weapons, uh, audio weapons, acoustic weapons, ultrasonic weapons, USWs. Did you guys, when you're in the military, did you, or, or now, do you know any other names that, that they use for these things? Oh, God. Um, um, some of the ones that like active denial system, you know, long range acoustic devices, uh, hyper acoustic psychosomatic weapon systems. I mean, <laughs> you definitely, it's like a who's who of, it's almost like, 
the way I look at it is like if, if Bill Nye, the science guy and Mr. Wizard got together and had a who can make a longer science word competition <laughs> and then they just apply it to a weapon system. So it's they're out there. There's all kinds of different ones. Well, I tell you, before you got on, Seabot was sharing with me. He's been working on his own. I'm John Goforth and John Goforth. And John Seabot, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember the days, Seabot, when we would link up in those dark alleys in Baghdad? Dude, shut and up about say, that. Oh, Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk about the time Seabot used to link up with us and help us in the dark alleys. Yeah, um, you were just a toaster. That's... He doesn't like to talk about that to me either, yeah, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, Seabot. But, you know, what are these things? Hilarious is what they are. Stop it. <laughs> they are they are weapons to, uh, as they, they define them, injure, incapacitate, or kill an opponent. But they're using sound or sound waves or bursts. And that's nothing new there. But the no. kicker, the difference is that they're using sound to do so instead of concussion, bullets, things like that. And uh, I, you look at around online, I found some awesome, like, proper names that they use for some of these. Sonic bullets, sonic grenades, sonic mines, sonic cannons. I mean, they sound like X-Men uh, characters or powers and shit like that. Yeah, right, right. Straight out, straight out of, straight out of the uh, pages of Marvel. You know, it's here we come with a thermobaric grenade. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, thrown by insert whatever weird name a fourteen-year-old named himself. You know? <laughs> right, right. Just wrap them in a bunch of red and with a big star on them, and say that they're enemies and Soviets, and then we're good. Yeah, I wanted to be a superhero, but I just don't look good in spandex. So I'm gonna have most to... of the superheroes don't look good in spandex, <laughs> but they always show them from the hip up. Yeah, so it's exactly. <laughs> There are different kinds of these weapons that are kind of broken down into different things. Infrasonic, hypersonic, and ultrasonic. And I know those are things we've talked about differently on this show, but everyone needs a, uh, a refresher on the infrasound. Is the inaudible frequency range below the human bandwidth of hearing, which is around 20 hertz. And most of the things that actually create that are natural, like volcanoes, huge earthquakes and things that cause these rumblings that... You feel, but you don't really hear, I think is the best way. And human hearings, humans right. don't hear them. Uh, we a don't good, hear good them. example of that is, is when you always hear that the animals start moving away from the ocean or, ex you know, evacuating an area. Yeah. It's because there's certain animals, much like dogs and, and a lot of the, the canine and feline, uh, genus species, they, they have access to these down to about 15, 15 hertz, I think. So they can hear this stuff and you can see them always like, X filling out the area, Ricky Tick, and they always tell you when the animals leave, follow with them, and that's because they can hear the they can hear this stuff long before we can. Yeah, that's always a, an unnerving thing or in movies when like the flock of birds like flies right. away or something yeah. like some something's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ultrasound is the inaudible frequency range above the human bandwidth. Uh, it echoes on up you know, from twenty kilohertz up to several gigahertz or gigahertz if you're uh, Marty McFly's buddy. <laughs> Great Scott. Yeah, and that is something that ultrasound we've heard about. People use ultrasound for imaging. Uh, if you've ever had a baby, you get ultrasound imaging. When I had a really bad uh, ha hand injury, and I went through several different rounds of, well, I had five surgeries on it, and they use ultrasound for the healing for it because it breaks up uh, scar tissue. That right. keeps it from like sticking on onto the because the scar tissue keeps you from being able to move it and things like that. So they use ultrasound and you really don't even feel anything when they're doing it. No, not at all. For those those of you who have the grandfathers who can't pee because they they don't want to pass a stone, they also use it to break up uh, gallstones and, and kidney stones. Also, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
just hit me with hit me with some of that sonic juice. I gotta take a piss out here. I live through Guadalcanal, but that <laughs> that that stone in my bladder will kill me. Hasn't peed this bad since I was in Guam, forty nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> will a shot of will yeah. a shot of penicillin work this time? Yeah. I don't think so. Did you uh when you were in the military or even afterwards in your 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 travels did you ever have any experience with any of these sonic weapons oh yeah for sure so um first of all there was we used uh, you know audible and and sonic systems and and purposes or they they span the they span beyond just these secret weapons that actually right and we're going to break that so. down a little bit um, because, right. you know, there's going to be a lot of cases where we use stuff that sound that uh, isn't some super secret James Bond type stuff. Right. And that's one of the experience. One of the two that I have is is that one where we would util- we would utilize um, playing loud music for 24 hours on for detainees who were who were in their their first 24 hours of, of detainment before we would actually interrogate them. And the special operations guys, we don't have to turn them over to the MPs for interrogation. We have our own. So basically, one of the big ones that I did was was there was uh when Seabot came out and played the Bachu song for 24 hours, and then we interrogated someone, but it really wasn't the Bachu that did it or the Bachu <laughs> song. It was the Bachu that he was feeding them, um, which probably made them very very uh cooperative afterwards but you can taste the quality quite a bit so which is weird because he said that you found one in seven liked it which was really weird yeah <laughs> i mean i mean every single one of them every single one of them that really got hooked on the bot juice were the original founding members of isis They're true story <laughs> so one of the things that i think of when you're when you're talking about that was there was an episode of the walking dead where daryl is captured and they play the song easy street over and over and over did you ever see that Yes, yes, and that it, it comes is, directly. That comes directly from Sears School, as a matter of fact. No, was sh- an idea. Yeah, uh, that's something they did to us in Sears School, where they would play these uh, repetition sounds or repetition music. There is a Rudyard Kipling poem called "Boots Across Africa." That um, uh, this is not something I don't think is secret. But when you go to Sears School, what they do is they play that being read by this really highfalutin British voice, and he's reading this poem over and over again. And in the background, there's this continuous beating of a drum. And after about 12 hours of listening to this nonstop, you really start to uh, lose a little bit of control with what you're thinking and what's going on. Wow. And that's the intent. So, Man, and that's one of those things where, you know, repetition breaks more people than a lot of things. Just like when they, when they bring people in to be questioned by the police. Right. You would be surprised how many people will confess to doing things they haven't done just because they got to get out of that situation. Right. And, and that's, that's the whole intent behind it is, is to just drive you, just wear you down to where anything but this happening again is worth me saying what they want to hear. Right. And I'm happy to say for her better or worse, I don't know what that's like. And I'm, and that makes me happy because I've never been in a situation like that. And I don't think you'd want to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? it's not pleasant at all. Well, the other experience that I've had was the actual, we did training with when they first brought out the LRAD, which we'll talk about a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put us out there to show us what this, this weapon system did. Um, so there was two of them out there. There was one called the LRAD and there was another one called the, uh, the ADS, which is the an- anti-denial use microwaves, which actually hits you. And I can tell you that these systems, when they are turned up and they hit you, um, they, I don't care how tough you are. Uh, those things are going to make you comply. Uh, and so I can imagine, <laughs> I can imagine what at the highest level these things do because we found out afterwards they had it turned up to like the first third of its power base. Wow. And you had guys, you had giant, you know, Green Berets and Rangers who just were like, nope, no more of that. Thank you very much. (laughs) 
man. Yeah. And that's like, and that was unsetting one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's tell you what, let's go to break, Jeff. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the uses that they've used that, that musical torture and things like that with and other types. That's coming up on Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His fifty one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow. redeem 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 how do they do it rush day you're 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <-a -tay. laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. 
So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I always think, uh, when I think of like torture sounds, Dumb and Dumber, when he's like, do you want to hear the, the worst sound in the world? <laughs> and, and thank you. Or I, I should say you're welcome to everyone listening at home. Uh, for that <laughs> feels like you're running incredibly fast <laughs> you're already starting to annoy me <laughs> everyone has heard of what we were talking about before probably which is the music to to break people's spirit to flush them out of hiding uh, or they've barricaded themselves into a place and we've used that to varying degrees of success one of the ones that was a true success in in panama back in 89 they actually blasted heavy metal music until Manuel Noriega surrendered. It was it was actually beyond just Manuel Noriega. If if those of you who know the story, he had he had ridden and locked himself up mm-hmm. in a Catholic monastery. Um, and requested that you know the Catholic Church give him give him you know somewhere to a, hide. And, yeah, and asylum for it. Yeah, it it was actually the priests and the nuns who had said, "If I have to hear Eddie Van Halen one more time." <laughs> um, I'm gonna, yeah, it was exactly what it was. It was, I think they said they went back and forth between, uh, between the opening of, uh, you know, that big long opening in, in, in front of Pretty Woman, the, the eruption. Yeah. They played that and then Metallica's Black Album so often, um, that they just couldn't do it anymore. And they, they actually came out and said, uh, you know, you can either come in and get him and we'll leave or we'll go in there and tell him he's gotta leave. And, and, and said, what's well, crazy why don't you go is- tell him to leave. What's crazy is there's fucking dudes out in like Delaware that have been listening to that on a repeat, uh, yeah, because they're partying. <laughs> as much up. as as much as they hated it, all the U.S. soldiers were kind of sad it stopped. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the best we've had. The other one uh, on occasion is another thing that we just talked about recently was Waco, back in Waco, Texas, at the Branch Davidian Mount Carmel, and that siege, they tried to get Crush and his followers to surrender by playing all sorts of stuff. One of the things that they played on repeat was these boots are made for walking by Nancy Sinatra, just over <laughs> and over Christmas carols on blast and uh Tibetan chants just over and over and over again. And it didn't work. They probably should have just played Koresh's music back to him because then oh, that'd shit. probably make him quit. Well, and you know, what's funny is he was playing that to them out the windows. <laughs> like He's like, two good boy at this game. Turn it up to 11. Yeah, he was doing yeah. that shit. <laughs> It's just crazy. And that was one of the things that Jana Reno actually used when she went to Clinton. She's like, listen, this is costing a ton of money. Waiting on them out isn't working. We need to yeah. go in. And, it, you know, like I said, The Walking Dead, Easy Street. We're on Easy Street. And I mean, it's just the most upbeat. It's funny. I was, I, when I was researching this, I was looking online and I was reading an interview where the person that did Easy Street, it's just this upbeat kind of for almost children's song. And she's like, the producers of Walking Dead called and they're like, can we use your music? And we're like, sure. And then they sat around like for weeks, like, what the fuck are they going to use our song for? They had no idea. 
And then when they saw the episode, they're like, torture, that makes total sense. <laughs> they, they know. They know where their song does to people. Yeah, exactly. They're like, that is, that is exactly. Jeff, what are some of the sonic weapons the U.S. government has at its disposal? You, you talked about the LRAD, the long-range yeah. acoustic device. What's that about? Right. So, so the, the long range, but then the actual term is the long range acoustic device. Uh, many of you have seen this before. If you look at any footage of like them cleaning up or, you know, police, local police or some of this military footage of, of large scale protests and, and crowd control, it, it looks like a large giant speaker on, on a mounted vehicle. Yeah. They used um, it the, uh, at the Wall Street protests and things like right. that. They used it in uh, Ferguson, Missouri as well. They, they sure did, which was, uh, which was actually one of the last jobs I, I had done as part of the Department of Homeland Security out of Chicago. So I remember that bringing them, bringing that in there. And the, the really odd thing is, is this, this system is in its, in its common modern day usage is more scientific, but it goes back all the way to the Vietnam War. And for those of you who remember Apocalypse Now and when the, the, you know, the ride of the, you know, flight of the mm-hmm. Valkyries is, is being played, those are being played off of the original PSYOPs LRAD systems, which were just these really super high powered speakers that can go up to two miles and make a person at two miles distance feel like they're listening to their, to the things that they're being told right next to them. So they actually said, yeah, at like those long ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, they, oh, well, here's an example. They said a jet engine at full throttle or when it's throttling up is like 140 decibels when you're a hundred right. feet away at yes. long range. The LRAD is 149 decibels. That's right. Right. 155 is its, t- is its top power speed, but at the, at the max capacity, which like you were saying is, which is two miles, that 155 decibels, um, occurs to the targeted individual as 148. And it is, uh, massively effective. Now for, for those of you at home listening, if you want to have a reference point, that part when you go to concerts or everything, you start feeling that pain in your ear. That's 120 decibels. You, the human body starts feeling pain mm. from this sound at 120 decibels, and yet you can hear it at 148 decibels two miles away. So, um, some Good of the effects, Lord. yeah, some of the effects of this LRAD system, uh, causes, uh, equilibrium balance problems. You, mm-hmm. you start having, moving back and forth. Uh, this, 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 this thing called, uh, kinesthesia, which is a loss of joint and muscle control where, where you, you want to move your elbow or your wrist, but you can't because the actual sound waves are interfering with the nerve signals. Yeah, it, it just it scrambles everything in your brain. It does. It absolutely does. It causes pain in nerves that, that shouldn't exist. Directional awareness. So like if you were underwater and this got hit with it, you wouldn't know which way is up. And the big one that I always thought was weird was uh, thermoception, which is the ability to, to identify thermal changes. So it could be 98 degrees out on a nice, you know, in, off Lakeshore Avenue and you get hit with this thing and it feels like it's, you know, October or December on Lakeshore wow. instead of, you know, 90 degrees and, and your body will actually react in hypothermic ways to that, to that, uh, you know, system being hit, even though it is not in a hypothermic situation. That's crazy that sound, sound is scrambling every part of your body because your body's like, nope, nope, right. don't want any part of this. Right. Well, you always hear people say people when they say people operating on wavelengths and your, our bodies very much are operating off of their, their, like their ability to peacefully live in a wavelength with, with sound and the acoustics that are happening. And we all know how music makes us feel when we feel a certain way putting it on. And that, that just has to do with the notes and everything too, but it also has to do with the robot. Oh God. Some music makes you feel better than others. Sorry about oh, that intrusion. Man. I could hear that all day long, but let's not. <laughs> 
Man, the other thing is the stuff that you hear people working on. And the, one of the things, this this term that's been thrown around, this phaser pain field generator, stuff that China is supposedly working on. Yeah, this stuff, this stuff is actually kind of scary because, first of all, not only can you get a phaser pain field generator from the Chinese, but you can probably also, and not probably, you can go online, look that word up, and buy household products that lay that thing out for you. So no shit. Yeah, so if you want a good example of what a phaser pain field generator is – when your neighbor's house starts going, when their alarm system starts going off, mm-hmm. and and if you're standing like inside the house and you're getting hit with that high frequent, you know, that high loud, whiny pulsating sound, that feeling that makes you want to leave the home mm-hmm. is the effect of the oh, phased yeah. pain generator. So th- those things exist, but yeah. the Chinese, whew, what they have done is they have taken this thing a step forward. So. There is a guy named Zai Zhuan, who is a lead researcher at the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and he has confirmed to the press that the, that the Chinese have developed a what they call a sonic gun, mm-hmm. which which operates off of this this technology, and it was developed as a crowd control uh, that causes focus waves of sound to cause the target's eardrums, eyeballs, and brains to, brains to vibrate painfully. Uh, but the problem is, it is signed. It, this thing is the size of a handheld weapon system, so it is not yeah. some giant mounted system that you have to put and on. And they're talking a, a about with all these protests and things, they've been using stuff like this Absolutely. on their people, on their people uh, ad, ad, ad nauseum. Um, well, not that's ad yeah. nauseum, but but yeah, you know that's that's crazy to think of, and think you can make it with household utensils. And my dipshit ass is over here still trying to perfect my weather dominator at home. I guess right. you be working on this. Right. And I guess all you need is a tube shaped vessel containing inert gas. When you heat the gas up, it actually pumps out this monotonous, deep sound that causes all kinds of nasty little things that happen to the human body. And when you know it, all my tube shaped vessels I have have active (laughs) gases in them. None of them are inert. Oh, Oh, man. You need to do some trading. (laughs) I have lots of inert gases. What do you need? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that is scary. And it's. Like you said, so when we're talking about the LRAD, it's on the top. It's like a turret on the top of a vehicle, and yet this phaser pain field generator is the size of a gun. Yeah, like a I, mean, I would say probably about the size of a, of a like a car beam or, or a rifle. I assume at this point that must be what it's. But the problem is also with this thing is no one's actually seen it. Right. Um, there right. are there are reports of people who are reporting having been Use, victims of it. Yes. But there is yes. there has been no visual identification of this. However, the U.S. government does believe that these uh, the Chinese research developments uh, guys have created this system. That is a hell of a thing to think about. And uh, we're in the early stages of stuff like that. And they're going to be well. As soon as they have them, I'm sure we'll have some over here. Then we'll increase it, and other people increase it, and. Uh, then every cop on the block's going to have it. You know, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's go to break again and we are going to come back. Let's talk about you were talking about, you know, effects. Let's break that down a little bit more and what these really do and then also some of the cases that we've talked about that uh may or may not have used some of these. That's coming up on Hysteria 51. All right. Man, I've now got my shopping list started for home-based uh, acoustic weapons. So Walmart is where I need to go, you think, or is that something get it like shotgun? I think if you want to, if you want to get one that's just going to really be like for for mass quantity of, of pain, you want to go to Walmart because Walmart's also the place you can buy it. And they're like, "What are you buying this for? Making a weapon? All right." 
<laughs> yeah, all right, no big deal. And if you go there at like midnight, you can get on the actual footage of peopleofwalmart.com while you're buying your system standing next to some person who's wearing nothing more than a light coat of baby oil. Yeah. And I mean nothing. And the furry that's holding the, uh, the baby oil bottle. <laughs> right, right. Man, so the effects that this have, we were talking about what they, you know, what they look like and things like that. There's different ways that they affect people. And one of the things, and you're talking about it, it throws people off. They don't know if it's hot, it's cold, things like that. Sound waves actually heat up cells in the body, causing damage. That's right. something crazy. These waves will actually heat your body and can hurt you. And ultrasound can cause cavitation. All sound waves are longitudinal, including a like the, the way they move, the pulling motion of molecules and the wave travels. This happens in the air as well as when it travels through an object like your body. So cavitation is when the pressure difference between a strong push and a pull in a very loud sound causes bubbles to form inside your body. So in other words, it can give you the fucking bends almost, but not just in your blood. It causes cavities inside your body by sound. Yeah, it, it's really it's really scary stuff. So those of you who've watched the uh, like people firing a bullet into ballistic gelatin, mm-hmm. and you see that large bubble that follows the bullet, and that's that's what what Brent's talking about that that cavitation that creates. And it, when that cavitation's there, if it's if it's a high enough and a fast enough frequency that's going through, that cavitation can actually cause the pulling of things like nit- nitrogen out of the bloodstream. Which, yeah, could end up giving you, you know, nitrogen sickness, which is the bends. And you wouldn't even know. You would have no idea um, other than this, this like feeling of, oh, I just got hit with something, you know, some kind of like sound pressure wave. And, and next thing you know, t- you know, six, seven hours later, man, you're bleeding out of the nose. Who knows? Wow. Yeah. Scary you know, stuff. A crazy thing is that when things happen, a lot of times we want to blame weapons or the unknown. And it's not always that way. Sometimes it's just dumb luck almost and a case of that is the cuban embassy back in 2016 and 2017 at least 24 people at the u.s embassy in cuba heard what they described as high-pitched sounds and they suffered injuries that everyone attributed to these noises and they started blaming what they thought were sonic weapons they thought cuban people someone the russian someone was using a weapon against them well as times went by since then, people have studied the case, and it turns out they actually believe it was just bad engineering, and rather than a sonic weapon, two actual pieces of equipment there were letting out ultrasonic sounds, and they interfered with each other, and it caused this audible side effect that made people sick. Sounds something crazy that, that you know, you hear... When they build bridges, they got to make sure that they don't hit the wrong sounds or they'll dance and shake apart. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so you got the same kind of thing. You could blame it on a weapon system, but it's not a weapon system. However, the thing that's happening to these people is the same effect that a weapon system would have. Just and that's by- why it, it makes sense that their mind went there. This one just happened to be dumb luck instead of being. But you're exactly right. All the symptoms were there that it makes sense. Now, there was a U.S. Embassy Moscow microwave device event. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So back, back 1953 to 1976, and this, this was kind of the birth of the modern day, um, what they call non-lethal or, or non-kinetic weapons program. So the U.S. finds out through just like regular reports from their embassy personnel that there are guys getting sick there, and they go over there and find out that there is a, a, a 
directed microwave signal, which, you know, microwaves, much like sound waves, operate in that same kind of science. Um, they're getting hit with this microwave from this building across the street in this specific floor they were able actually to find. And obviously it was the KGB or some kind of the, one of the Soviet intelligence services. But from 53 to 76, this sound had assaulted um, and just been blasted onto the embassy. And instead of, in, in the great U.S. US way of doing things, instead of protecting their embassy people, the U.S. sent DARPA out there and just investigated it so they could study the effects just as like this, just Fucking as much as opportunivores, man. Right. They, they, they studied the effects on the diplomats, uh, letting mo- multiple U.S. diplomats get cancer at a higher rate of anyone else. And, um, the funny part, the funniest part about this story uh, I tell people all the time is that signal was being sent at 2.5 to 4 gigahertz. Um, I just, I work right now in the IT industry and we all know that your internet signal runs off of 2.4 and 5 yep. gigahertz. And five, yeah. So it's like, so what, what kind of long range, what Holy kind of long range shit. damage might we be doing to ourselves with our Wi-Fi signals that are running at the same gigahertz frequency that this microwave damage emitter that the Soviets used on us was being used? But, uh, we, we got, we got hit with that and it led to one of the two sonic weapons that the U.S. still has now, which is the microwave version of that, of that LRAD Man. system that they and have. And I got bad there. news for you. If you're thinking, well, I don't have Wi-Fi at home, guess what you do? Cause it's everywhere and you're walking yeah. through it. <laughs> right. Like a fucking puddle, you know, just, yeah. just swimming through it everywhere. Man, they're not the only ones. The, the, the red states over there. China was doing some shit like that too, right? Yeah. So that, that, uh, that one device we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the, the sonic gun. Uh, that was being developed. The reason why they went public with the fact that they had it was they were trying to offset the reports in 2018 of the same type of diplomatic attacks mm-hmm. that were being done, that they thought were being done to the people in Cuba had been getting done to a couple Chinese diplomats or American diplomats in China. In China Unfortunately, yeah. the, the now, the now commonly assumed situation there was this is a confirmed attack. These, these people in China, uh, these two diplomats, were in fact affected by some kind of acoustic or sonic weapon system. And I think the, uh, the Chinese coming out, all Z, whatever his name was from this, from the, he was coming out with that to try to say, Hey, look, we have developed the weapon, but that weapon's intent is not what these people are having a, happen to them. So, um, the Chinese are very much trying to separate themselves from this attack that even yeah. they have to admit really did happen to these, these, this, this group of U.S. diplomats in China. Oops. We got caught. Well, yep. let's try to play it off as well as we can. Uh, at least they're not going, well, we knew what was happening, so we decided to study it. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, old, old U.S. Well, you know, never, we don't ever let anything go to waste. Well, you know what? Speaking of not letting anything go to waste, a, a good story and a good TV show like Ancient Aliens. We got to bring that in because this is the story of 51. <laughs> we got a clip from our good friend, Mr. David Childress. David Hatcher Childress, if you're nasty. See if I roll that clip for us. The idea that some kind of sonic weapon was used to destroy these huge, thick, ancient walls to allow the Israelites to basically take over that city is a fascinating one. So what kind of technology were they using? It sounds utterly fantastic to us that they could have had some kind of advanced alien technology. It's clearly what they're describing. What Ancient Aliens is saying is that the Israelites, back in the day, had giant sonic weapons that they used to destroy walls to get into cities. Another thing that they've said is they've used these weapons to cut stones, to build walls, things like that. I thought that, I thought that Indiana Jones and the Ark 
did that. <laughs> right? Right? Well, just don't don't look at it when they open it and you're fine. The, unfortunately, okay. those walls looked at it. The other thing, and this is something that we've dabbled with, I know scientists have tried, and uh, acoustic levitation is something that they can do on, a, on a, a small scale. A lot of people say that's what they did with the pyramids. They just had acoustic levitation and some dudes, you know, mm, <laughs> and yeah, the shit's well, uh, uh, floating around. That was actually the the rumbling of all the bellies of the people who weren't getting the grain that was being stored in the pyramids. Yes. So, and the I'm grain sure. they did uh, get had ergot poisoning and they all died anyway that's or, right. or, or that's hallucinated right. and shit. So I wouldn't worry about it. No, but seriously, though, that's something that is a, a running line in a lot of these ancient aliens. I picked one quote because there were so many to go through. But like this whole running thing in the show is that obviously obviously they had this technology and my whole thing with that is if we did let's say that i don't even know that aliens did it if we did why where did it go where does this shit go and why are we just now getting back into it well you know the illuminati's not going to let us have that weapon system <laughs> the damn reptilians I mean, told them to make it that way I mean, the thing is, is like they they want to they want to utilize some technology that they don't have to necessarily. And this is the people who are way out there, these wackos. Um, they want to use this this as an example of, of of a system or a or a technology that can be used. And the reason why is because if they say how it's incorrectly used, they don't use the right words. Literally, there's only four people in the world who understand how the technology works anyway, mm. and they're not watching Ancient Aliens, so everyone else can just believe whatever's being put out there. Yeah, and that's so funny is um, science ignorance is something that, you know, it's very prevalent. It always is. But things like when Einstein was coming up with relativity, relativity and he put it out there, there was really only like two or three minds who could actually understand what he was getting at. Now right. we have people that, that break it down and, and try to make it so layman's can at least understand and grasp the fundamental concepts of it. You know, and you've had people like Stephen Hawking that have put out their books that break it down and, and, you know, a brief history of time and a briefer history of time and things like that. And to where we just go, oh, yeah. And you got Neil deGrasse Tyson who goes out there and makes it understandable for everyone by really breaking it down. So. Yeah, yeah. And then he shits on movies by saying that the stars weren't correct. Right. <laughs> just let us have it, you know, right here and yeah. there. <laughs> oh, man. So what do we have to look forward to in the future? Like, what do you see uh, with where we're at and you have having the unique you've had been in the situations where you could see weapons systems and the way that they progress? Where do you see it going? So it, military weapon systems have this this tendency to go the way of what I like to say is is regular media, U USB. So we had giant televisions back in the fifties and sixties, and now we we can watch it all on our phones because it's so small. So I think the the miniaturization of these weapon systems is where I see this going in the future. You, yeah. We're not going to be able to change yeah, yeah. the effects that these weapon systems have, but having a giant vehicle mounted one. Then now we have a rifle sized type of sonic device. Next thing you know, it's going to go down to, you know, a compact case, one that a woman can carry inside of her, her, and then, then we've got problems. And we have, when we have kids going into schools with sonic weapons that are not just run DMC played on a loop, um, <laughs> then we're yeah. going to have some real problems. Right. So. You know, it's crazy too. And the things you don't think about with these things is like with the LRAD and it's putting out those massive decibels all going forward and there's a guy standing right behind it hearing nothing right right well there's the people operating the system that are literally right underneath it or right behind it looking at it so 
Yeah. Uh, much, but I tell you what, the government, they do their best to try to make it safe with the ADS, which is the microwaved emitter, uh, the active denial system. Uh, that thing is throwing 95 gigahertz at, at, a, at an individual person. And they claim that it only penetrates one sixty fourth of an inch of yeah. a person's skin. It and makes them the so uncomfortable. Feels, yeah, feels like they're boiling from the inside. I I don't I don't know if if the technology or the science behind it can support the fact that we know what long term effects these are going to have on people. I don't and really that, want one sixty fourth of any part of my body boiled. That's just right, uh, That's right. a rule that I've I've come to love and and, and embrace. I've literally had sunburns that, that, that are less than that, and I'm miserable for weeks. So, I mean. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yeah, and you're right. The thing you're talking about there, too, that is something that, well, <laughs> unfortunately, they we don't know what the long-term effects are, but I'm sure they'll keep using them on people and testing it and seeing just in, in DARPA, and we'll figure it out. Right. Oh, man. You are forgetting about my favorite acoustic weapon. I don't even know if I want to hear what this one is. The brown note. (laughs) (laughs) Have you perfected that one? You will be the first to know when I do. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That is what we need. Just hit the button and everyone takes a shit. But I'm actually surprised you can't focus at it like people's stomach and, and rumble their bowels until they they let loose with some well of actually one of the long-term effects of being exposed to the lrad system is uh intestinal problems but it's not it's long term so if you if you have the i guess maybe the drug the drug induced power to stand there much like a person on angel dust can get zapped with the taser if you want to stand there and just absorb the lrad uh sound waves long enough you're gonna shit yourself it's gonna happen so I mean, I remember, like I said, I remember the days at at the fire base when when Seabot would show up and just, you know, blast us with audio waves just just to see what happens. Research. <laughs> he had a DARPA sticker on someone. It's fine. No, yeah. one, no one paid any attention. <laughs> you guys uh, signed your lives away anyway. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, Nation, those are acoustic weapons. It's kind of a scary thing uh, in the fact that they're not lethal. They, they could be uh, uh, used improperly or long enough. But it's things that we see used on civilians and things like that. And it's just like Jeff said, we don't know a lot of the long-term effects this can have. I've seen people's lives, though, ruined by having their equilibrium thrown off and they have vertigo for the rest of their life. I'm one of those people. One of my, one of my traumatic brain injuries is giving me what they call, uh, call inner ear, inner ear balance issues where I cannot close my eyes and stand up or I will fall oh, over. And man. that's one of the side effects of the TBI that I had. So. That is terrible. I can't. Oh, man. So my father had that happen to him later in life. And when it happened, got incredibly sick and he had equilibrium problems for the rest of his life. And that was one of his issues, too. And uh, to think that you could cause that on accident, even by something like this, it's just terrible. And think if you I don't know. I don't even want to think about that. So (laughs) crazy. You're a trooper, man. I uh, I'm sorry you deal with that. You know, so. Oh, it's so all good. So many of us don't have to. So, well, hey, we appreciate it. Well, I, I do. John's not here probably because he doesn't appreciate you. I think no, I, oh, that's I, terrible. I, I'm sure John appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, but he's not here to defend himself. So I got to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our thoughts. What are you guys thoughts? And what are your, your, your thoughts of where these weapons could go? Let us know. And you can let us know by going to Hysteria Nation. That's on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Also, you can let us know by tweeting to us at Hysteria51Pod, Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find this episode, extra episodes, up all nights. You can get yourself stickers and koozies and pins and posters and shirts and all sorts of stuff. Host your own episode. 
And if you want, can you still sniff John? You you know what? I'll let you all sniff John for the right price. Nice. (laughs) Don't forget, you can also hear us Mondays on KGRA Radio. That's KGRARadio.com every Monday. But they need to go to another show. They need to know where can they find Changing Hearts and Minds? Where can they find Podbelly Network? What's the 411? Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you can go on to uh, iTunes, Apple, and just put in Changing Hearts and Minds podcast, and we'll pop up, and you'll see the uh, the camouflage background with the shield with CHM in it. Or you can go to podbelly.com and uh, search right past Sam Culper and right past all them other guys. And, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Never He's, heard of that. Never, Sam I Culper, never heard of him. Douchebags. Um, we're right there. We're right there next to the uh, the Breakers podcast insignia, right there. And you can click on us and uh, listen to to me and, and my buddies uh, talk about military history and and everything that has to do with war. Um, and we we go we do very deep dives. So I'm one of those real deep researchers that ends up being like two episodes that should have just been one. But um, so if you really enjoy <laughs> yeah, military right. like that, and you can also search for us on Facebook, uh, pretty much all the same spots. And if you go to any of the Hysteria 51 uh, media sites and look in there, you'll you'll find there. I'm I'm a fan of all all the Hysteria 51. Yeah, you're stuff. on the Hysteria Nation quite a bit and everything. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys have a question for for Jeff, make sure you you do it on the and every week I'll put this in the announcement on Hysteria Nation. And if you got questions, feel free to to post them in there for him. And if you forget any of these links. Well, number one, his links, you can look in the, the show notes. They're going to be there. Or you can just go to hysteria51.com and find this, that, and everything. You can give us a voicemail also, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend about changing hearts and minds. And then uh, scream real loud in that friend's ear and, and write to DARPA and let them know because they're always looking for research. Just don't tell them Seabot told you anything about it. Me, I know Seabot's got that NDA that we signed. If yeah. you if you tell them that you've been working with Seabot, you might get a visitation, and you don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't. So, Jeff, thank you so much for being on this week. Yes, sir. Thank you. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Jeff. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.